Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> What's going on, everybody? The entire Big Go Boat Wrestling Podcast crew is here tonight, and we're ready to dive in for this week's topics. Um, Before we start, how's everybody doing? Hey, okay. Doing pretty good. Oh, sorry. So I'm just doing this weird thing, and I got the video playing in the background. So it sounds like I'm Macklin. Um, Bryce, <laughs> E-Way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets there. <laughs> right, exactly. He's on time, but yet still late. <laughs> um. So, um... Um, yeah, so let's get right into it. I'm very excited that everybody's here, so I didn't even know how to act. Maybe Yay. I should just maybe I should just run down the ring like the ultimate warrior, except I had way too much sugar <laughs> and just totally hit the LeVar ball. Like that's that's the thing. That's a new thing now. But no. That's the, not no one's ever gonna do that again. <laughs> <laughs> the ball family invaded. WWE Raw this Monday, and sorry Jamal, and what an attempt to I guess I don't know maybe create some better ratings or something for Raw on Monday, but they were in LA. Um, the son Lavar Ball, um, just got I'm sorry, the son Lonzo Ball, uh, just got dropped to the Lakers with the second pick. So I mean, I, I guess it makes sense. I'm not hating on it. There's a, there's a lot about it I like, but. It got so much buzz and attention all over the place. I mean, it was very it's, funny. It was definitely unorthodox. It was wrong at some point, but nonetheless, it happened. What is everybody's reactions on this? Like, it's a it's a great marketing move. What, what you do right now is it's all about marketing. It's not about anything else. It's all about getting his name and his brand out there. And he, it worked to a T. Did you have any problems with this? Matter of fact, this is an open discussion to table uh, discussion. Not at open all. Open table discussion. Everybody just jump in there at any time. Because, I mean, it's, 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 it's chaotic as it was. There's no reason for us to be civil about this. <laughs> not, not at all. He proved why he could probably be the next. And I tweeted this, too. He could be greater than, and, and Dr. M will love this, Abraham Washington. Just imagine if he uh-huh. was to be part of Titus's brand and they became, like, the ultimate big baller brand. And what that mouthpiece would do if he was talking on the mic on the side of the ring while the match was going on, he would just fit right and perfectly with the culture of WWE. That's think why it, I think it was perfect. You think if it wasn't controversial, you think they would have him back sooner than later? I, but that's not his fault. It was his son's fault. I, I mean, but, man, it's, the big bowler brand took a hit with that. If anybody don't know what we're talking about, the, the, the son dropped a racial slur, called off mic, <laughs> trying to uh, hype his dad up to fight the Miz, and I heard it, and I was like, "Did I just hear that?" There's no way. Then I, I looked on Twitter, I didn't see anything. Then, like two hours later, I saw somebody saying something about it. And then WWE the next day obviously came out 
we say it does not reflect them in any ways. But but does it? It doesn't hurt it. It doesn't hurt it at all because people are going to buy the big baller brand if they want to or got the money for it. And those that don't want to buy it, they won't. So it didn't hurt anything. It was a win-win situation. They couldn't lose. But again, does that comment reflect the WWE? Matter of fact, does it, does it reflect Vince McMahon? Because he seemed to be a little bit accustomed I, to dropping that word. I, I must. I heard about it, but I must have missed the comment because I was trying to find it. Like, I couldn't hear it. What did he say? I, uh, we, we can't we can't say on, <laughs> we hey, can't say on air. Hey D Wayne, you know when your man get ready to fight and you try to hype him up and you tell him to uh beat him down, but instead you use some other words. Okay. <laughs> you are from Prince George County, Maryland. He hyped this man. He hyped his father up like, yeah, beat beat him down. <laughs> oh, I mean. <laughs> Stop. It's not that serious. Stop right there, D-Wayne. Stop right there. Just stop right there while you're it's, here. It's, it's not that serious. I mean, come on. D-Wayne. Well, like, go, go ahead, Dr. I'll pick, uh, go, go ahead, Dr. I'll pick up where D-Wayne left off. Um, I, I, I will admit I tried not to have a problem with this segment, in part because uh, my sense is that we have some Ball family fans in the BGB group. Um, <laughs> but one, one and a half fans. Well, and, and at the same time, I also, I mean, I don't follow, especially NBA that much, but I do follow college basketball. And I mean, obviously, as uh, 2 Chains pointed out, uh, Lonzo Ball just got drafted to the Lakers. And that's been big news. Although, even though I haven't seen too many UCLA games, I have seen some. And honestly, I don't get the hype. But that maybe that's just me. But anywho... <laughs> As we pointed out, you know, this is a big marketing opportunity, a big money opportunity. So, of course, WWE is going to do it. And I'm sure they gained a lot of attention, both positive and negative for it. But I hated the segment, uh, even though I tried to sort of be objective. I hated it. I mean, I, frankly, I thought it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing <laughs> that it was embarrassing. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It was embarrassing that uh, before the segment even begins, we had what I was actually more interested in. Finally, this reveal of the weeks and weeks buildup between Goldust and Our Truth that oh. got cut to a horrible three minutes, in part yeah. because the ball needed time. <laughs> and so we get the ball family, and it was what seven to ten minutes of often unintelligible speech and uh, a terrible Miz TV segment that ultimately went nowhere but to a meaningless six-man tag team match. Uh, <laughs> that didn't include the Ball family. That didn't include the Ball family, right? And, <laughs> didn't uh, even have honestly, it in sight. <laughs> I thought it was an embarrassment. Yes, public opportunity, you know, national exposure, that's great. But it was an embarrassment. I mean, okay, so yeah, it, it was marketing genius on his part, but if you really look at the way he acted, it was kind of like he was acting like, and I hate to say this, a buffoon. Like he, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was ridiculous, and I thought that he could have done something in another way. I mean, he was, yeah. Yeah, I thought I mean, this was about as bad as Michael Jordan trying to play baseball. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch the, um, draw anymore. I heard about it and that's part of the problem. 
this is this is like rubbernecking at a traffic accident. You yes. know it's bad, but you have to stop and look. And now the back parkway's backed up to Baltimore. Stop looking, just keep driving. But the, the deal is, unfortunately, Bischoff is right. Controversy does create cash, and whatever uh, Lavar, Leandro, Ladanian, uh, all of the balls have to do. Um, whatever they got to do, Lester and all of those balls, whatever they got to do to keep that, to keep that train going, because eventually, uh, your Lucius and Larry and Curly and Mo will go off to college in the NBA openly. Um, do you want some balls? You know, and, and then what's ball. left? Uh, I have a pair actually. Um, <laughs> you have that. And then what, what, what are you, what are you left with? Just a dude in his house selling eight hundred dollars shoes that look like slippers. I mean, it's good for right now, but this is what WWE has always done. They had did it with Betty White. They did it with Bob Barker. Yeah. Um. You know, they they had Joe Dirt come out there and try to do a bit. Um. So it, it, this is pretty typical, I think, because they're still reaching segments of the entire audience. It's you know still rippling through. But uh, LeVar Ball is a polarizing figure, to say the least. Um, personally, I don't really care for his antics, but at least, but I do respect him as a small business owner that's trying to make it in, uh, the, in the country nowadays. So if that's his hustle, people have done worse for less. Yeah. And, you know, you know, YouTube is a perfect example of that. I was just going to so, say, Soldier Boy is a prime example of this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. But um, but, but still, um, it, it is it is what it is, and you can either uh, you know, you can either like it or not like it. It's not for you, and and he actually made sense when he said, "If this isn't for you, then you obviously aren't a big baller." Well, he's right. Yeah. He's absolutely right. Now, for him to go out there and say that he can be for that segment, um, uh, well, he, he says it every single chance that he gets. So whatever. But um, you know, if he he goes out there and says that he can beat Michael Jordan or shoot Larry Bird out of the gym or dig up Bill, um, you know, uh, not dead, um, dig up Bob Cousy, and and you know, challenge him one on one into a game of horse, I don't care. I he mean, said he it's better than Jordan too, and that's his that's just his nothing. Well, first of all, Jordan's overrated, so I believe him. Uh, but, thank you. Somebody agrees with me, but shut up, no, stop, stop, Dwayne. That, that is disrespectful to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was gonna come in. That is so how, how exactly? I mean, that's like saying Ken Griffey Jr. was overrated. But Ken Griffey Jr. has six hundred and fifty home runs. I mean, he's actually like in the top five of almost every major statistical category. He physically changed the game of baseball. What did Jordan, Jordan do? Like, I mean, he just never lost in the playoffs in the championship. He just went there and just cleaned house all the time. He, if he was there, he won it. You're right. You're right. He was he was the one guy where he took on twelve guys in one, right? Because he certainly did have three other Hall of Famers with him. Some days it looked like he was the only person on the court. Period. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I was playing with the referees, I probably went too. But <laughs> that's that's LeBron. <laughs> you're right. Well, well, no. If if Jordan was ball, LeBron's getting there. But it's still <laughs> the, the point remains is that uh, LeBron Ball, love him or hate him. Um, he's made a name for himself regardless. You can't, uh, if you have any reference to the pop culture, you can't escape him. Whether that's good or bad is a different subject. But the idea is 
uh, you know, good on you, dude. I'll never buy your $65 t-shirt or your $500 shoes, um, mostly because they're, they're ugly. But um, it, it, yeah, WWE, they, they both benefited from this because WWE needs the exposure um, to an audience, uh, and so does uh, the balls. Just a right. giant so, so we, sack of balls. <laughs> so what do you think WWE's target with this segment was? I mean, yeah, I get it. To get the crowd hype. I mean, the, the, the son obviously has to be a face because he just got signed with the number two pick to the Lakers. Not necessarily. But why would you want to bring your, your new star? I mean, the Lakers is young. They don't have anybody right now. Their new star in town to, to not put them over. I mean, he didn't so get put I over did. at the draft. Well, here's the thing, though. They weren't they in were LA in, for the draft. They were in LA. <laughs> so you have the hometown crowd cheering on the arguably the most beloved team in Los Angeles. And Los Angeles is the second worst sports town in America, next to DC. Um, <laughs> There's no way anybody in the world is going to ever believe that because there's this place called Cleveland that has to be the worst. No, uh, not not him. Have you been to Cleveland? Well, they just won a championship like a year ago. So they're. Not the worst anymore. No, no, Cleveland. Cleveland loves their teams. Yeah, you can't do. tell. You can't tell that the Wizards are were in the playoffs. Did, did you know that they were in the playoffs? <laughs> I didn't see people. I mean, other than basketball fans, when the Ravens went to the championship, and I was up in Baltimore, they painted the town purple. City Hall was draped in purple and all that stuff. When the Wizards went to the playoffs, you're at, meh. Oh, to to, when the to cap- a valid point of that, the Ben Chili Bowl wall has already been changed. <laughs> We're, we're yeah, because a serial rapist was on the wall. <laughs> they had to change it. No, Wall and John Wall and Bradley Bill was up there, paid it, and they just put somebody else do up there. Think, like, do you think <laughs> that the they Jello Pudding Pop would have allowed them to keep that wall up? <laughs> oh, my God. Keep, well, keep for for those of you listening around the country that have no idea what we're talking about, uh, Ben's Chili Bowl is a historic landmark. It's a really old um, and a restaurant in D.C. Um, don't eat there. Their, their food is um, passable, but they're better places to do. Oh, if you want oh, Ben's Chili Bowl, eat it at the National Stadium. There you go. But still, uh, they have a mural on the side of their building that leads to an alley. And at first, it was like, you know, some dignitaries and stuff, celebrities that have eaten at the restaurant. Uh, whether it was Obama or a local radio DJ, Donnie Simpson, or Bill Cosby, uh, you know, but because of the allegations, they had to take, they took down Bill Cosby's uh, face, and then they eventually whitewashed the entire mural and put up uh, uh, some different people up there. Um, but the point is, uh, Cleveland, yeah, they definitely take their sports team very seriously. Go try it. LeVar Brawl, uh, well, sure. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think that has more, LeVar, to do, more to do with the demographics. I mean, we have people all over the country that come into D.C., so I think that's- right, and no one ever goes to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> no that's one does. true. If you're, that's true. <laughs> you're from Cleveland. <laughs> so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I see you, Shaker Heights. I've been there. Good on you. But no one ever, you know, you, Cleveland's like the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> you would think you're going to Chicago, and then all of a sudden you're stuck. Oh, my God, it's a lake. This is not Chicago. <laughs> but... <laughs> I still think that the LeVar Ball thing, it, well, again, everything will blow over. There are people that are going to be offended by everything. You will not be able to please everyone. And long and short of it is, is that this is what he does. This is actually what McMahon has been doing for 50 years. Um, just doing stuff in the popular culture to um, to get a rise out of people. So That's true. 
How is this any different than Trump uh, shaving McMahon's head or uh, the dude, uh, the boxer dude, knocking out Big Show? Floyd Mayweather Jr.? Floyd Mayweather. Whatever. So, is, I don't know. So, <laughs> I guess before we switch the topic, I just want to know who enjoyed it and just who didn't? I did. Hey, you're the only one with, that doesn't have common sense either. I, I didn't know. It doesn't matter. That's why I'm silly sellers. I can go beyond the grain of salt. So I loved it. I have a problem with it either. The only only aspect is that I just felt like uh, when his father kind of went heel, but Ambrose as a face came out to say a little bit confused. And him doing um, a, uh, an impersonation of a guy, uh, of a person doing an angel in the snow in the ring was absolutely the funniest thing I've ever seen. Him running to the ring. Oh my god! I can watch that video over and over and over. I mean, he was—he looked like he was a, like an octopus or something. Like I ain't never see, like like the Conor McGregor run, but really loose spaghetti le- legs and hands. Like it was absolutely funny. And every time I watch it, it's on our Facebook page too. It's absolutely funny every single time I watch it. Hey, like don't Lamelo look like Chucky off the Rugrats there? Yeah, he's been he's been getting man. They've been firing that boy up on Twitter. <laughs> he's just a kid. Leave him alone. Class of twenty nineteen. He'll get it. They said he dropped ninety points. Like literally, all were layups, and he was shaving. He didn't even go to half court and then got an outlet pass and made a layup. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, don't hate on the skills. What skills, right? You can do that if you went to half court and somebody outlet you a pass for for auto layup. It wasn't maybe seventy points was outlet to pass. <laughs> See, he did not come back on defense not one time. Hey, like that's not crazy. That's crazy not, thing. I've never. Is there highlights from that game anywhere? Yes. Oh, well, I don't know if it's still available, but you can probably. It's still on it. YouTube. It's on YouTube. Mm. Anywho, so obviously last week we talked about the controversy with um, the Money in the Bank ladder match, the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match with James Ellsworth. So SmackDown said, "Okay, guys, you know." We'll do it this week on SmackDown as a redo. <laughs> I mean, obviously, they're saying backstage or whatever, or the rumors, whatever you want to say, it's because it's going to boost ratings, blah, 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 blah. But it happens. And it happened, and Carmella won. Yep. And the question to everybody, my fellow comrades, is was Carmella the right choice to win it the second time? I think she was the only person that could win it. Elaborate. I think that you know me. Me and Silly Sons go go back and forth about this a lot about uh-huh. about a heel having the money. It feels right for a heel to have the money in the bank. Absolutely. And I feel like her antics and the way she she presents herself, she the most the perfect one for it. Honestly, I would agree with with D Wayne. But here's another thing too. Since Alexa Bliss has left, it seemed like SmackDown Women Division needs that little talking piece, that type of wrestler. And I think Carmella fits that mold right after she left that she could feel what Alexa Bliss did for SmackDown at the time. And I think Carmella, with her mouthpiece, can definitely give herself more credibility than her actual in-ring work. But it's gotten better. And I think she's the best person to pull it. And I think... This was all part of a bigger storyline pl- ploy, and I kind of like how they built it up by bringing her out in the beginning when Daniel Bryan was there, and she was kind of the focus of the spot again, even when um, James Ellsworth kind of teased that he was going to do the same thing again. To me, it just seemed like it's a bigger way to build up 
your next big superstar in Carmella. And once again, when you got people like Naomi or people like Charlotte that's in the ring with her that can bring the most out of her in her in-ring work, you're going to make her a better performer. Uh, I like the call. I, I, I kind of agree with the call the first time, even though after thinking about it at the time, I hated it when it first happened. But I, I respect it, you know, how it built up to this point and what we had on Tuesday. You know, I don't even like how the match was booked, honestly. I mean, I ain't going to say booked. I don't like how it was, like, worked. Um, it was consistently felt like the same thing was happening. Get to the top of the ladder. Two people get up. One person pushes it over. It felt video game-ish in that, in that sense from playing mm -hmm. WWE 2K. But the one thing that really drove me nuts, and I just I, – I really tried to get behind her so bad, and I really was – I was hoping that she would win because she would get relevance again. But as of right now, I just feel like it's almost time for her to take some break and focus on Total Divas or something. But Natalia absolutely blew me the entire match. And when she went to outside the ring with Charlotte and knocked oh, over yeah, the barricade yeah. to fight in the crowd, that was terrible. Completely took her focus off of the ladder. I was just like, and then like she looks back when it's over, like, oh my God, I'm just like, what like why? And it, you know, I thought she was a good candidate to win because obviously she don't have anything going on. She was in the welcoming committee. I cannot believe we're ever going to look back and consider that to be a state a stable. And they actually they actually went with it. Like it lasted like two weeks. It, but yeah, they was calling it something. It's absolutely ridiculous. But um, Tamina, I thought she had a good run with it, so I was also rooting for her as well too. Um, she looked very dominant in in the beginning. Um, yep. very very clean in her um, execution of moves and stuff too. Absolutely. So, Carmella wasn't my choice to win it the second time because I felt like her winning the first time and getting the heat gave her purpose to always chase to say she was the deserving person to win. She got screwed. It all, it was going to give her purpose all the time. It was right. going to keep her in Daniel Bryan's face to say like you screwed me over. Blah blah blah. Which mean, which in this case, I feel like they could have built somebody else up to get some relevancy. So you know, Natalia could have been my app was you know I felt like was my obviously no brainer choice. But even with Natalia even having total divas, I was like, man, Tamina has nothing now. She only she's not in the welcoming committee. I mean, she's obviously back and finally healthy. What is the next steps for her? If she don't have the money in the bank. Briefcase. I just, I don't know. I mean, she's just quickly going to just be a misused uh, person on the roster. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll say that um, the to to Chase's point, the match felt, I think, too safe, especially when you compare it to the match that happened last night, Asuka and Nikki Cross on NXT. Like, yep. that match uh, is had the intensity that Money in the Bank should have had. Um, I think Carmella was the right choice in the end. Uh, she has the most heat right now. Uh, Charlotte has cooled off considerably since she's gotten to SmackDown. Um, none of the other women on SmackDown um, really have heat on them right now. Um, Lana, she still has a lot of work to do. And, uh, you know, Becky Lynch and Charlotte, they've kind of already had their, their runs with championships. And it, I think the attitude is, is let's have some of these other women step up. So... I think it was the right choice. Yeah, it's hard to argue against that. Um, I didn't watch the match uh, just because <clears throat> it's a match that shouldn't have happened in the first place. But as far as where do people go from here, um, unfortunately, Tamina, she does draw the short end of the stick in this one because she doesn't really have 
any 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 reference to yep. it? Like people can go back and within the last six months, and we have we generally have short term memories nowadays. Well, Charlotte did this, or remember when um, Becky Lynch did that, or she was the first women's champion for SmackDown. Um, but Tamina, Lana, what is, what do they have to go back to where we can say, well, remember when they did that? And I know they have that potential, but we're just waiting for it to come out. Uh, you know, Tamina, because of her lineage, we know that she can definitely do the work. Lana's still unproven, completely unproven. But it's kind of like, when is she going to get that actual, I don't want to say push, but the ability to just go and uh, some direction. She really doesn't have any direction. Or and, momentum at all. <laughs> well, she would have to, if she had a direction, she could be pushed. Yeah. By momentum in, in that direction. You know, one way, just not to interrupt Jamal, one way that she could do that, if you put her back with the Usos part talking about day one-ish, you remember when Tamina debuted, she debuted with the Usos, so that could be something that she could use to be a part of that stable and say we're all day one-ish. And that's where she had her biggest pop, really. I mean, sure. I mean, there, there are a number of things that could be done. And I'm Something's not going to say that, like, <laughs> do anything is better than the nothing that they seem to be doing right now. Agree, 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 totally agree. But still, I think that you're right. That it's kind of like, oh, that sucks. Um, it's not that any that there only can only be one winner. Yep. But some some others definitely lost a lot more than others, and that's so we'll definitely see Becky Lynch versus James Ellsworth sometime down the road. Um, she will just go full on heel again, and she'll get back to that place. Carmella yep. has the um the uh, belt. And we know Naomi's not going to lose it anytime soon before uh, Carmelo defends it. She's an end. So, uh, you know, it, like, where does that leave Alana or a Tamina Snuka? I don't know. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. The, the, the other question is, uh, d you got something to say on that? I don't say. Nothing to say. Lana got brought up a lot of times right here. <laughs> Lana had, I, I mean, what what is the make of Lana right now? I mean, she, I, I like it though. Naomi completely disintegrated her. Her finisher that she just got 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 kicked out on, even though she got the ambush, and it, it actually looked like she was gonna win for a second, and then Naomi completely obliterated her within a couple of moves, and it was over. I think that tremendously hurts Lana, if you ask me. Well, see, the problem is the difference between James Ellsworth and Lana is is that we know that Ellsworth has a wrestling background. We know that he came in because he was just a jobber. So he may not be a good wrestler, but we know that he can't wrestle. Lana, we know that she does not have a wrestling background. And for her to come in and get a shot of the title where, like, you five other women are – uh, going to go through one of the toughest matches of, uh, or you know, the most high impact matches of their time on SmackDown. It's kind of like, well, why? So there are a couple of things at play. You know, is Lana being pushed too far? Uh, you know, too far for the top. Is is it just like a quick burn, and they're going to, um, you know, just have her mid car for the rest of her life? Uh, is this Money in the Bank thing? You know, did they hype it up too much by saying that everything's a history making event? I don't know. I don't know what they do here. But to me, with Lana, though, she, she gets a reaction. And that's what WWE drives for when they have any wrestlers. You get a reaction. She gets a reaction when she's a manager. 
and she got a reaction when she was a wrestler. Sure. But at the same time, so even Marie. That's true. And even me, Marie could have worked if it wasn't for her suspension. She, she said she's she not on done TV too. Every, Right. She was on TV every week and she draws a reaction regardless if it's, you know, X-Pac heat or just heel heat. You're going to get a reaction and that's going to put you on TV. Um, and, and I feel like what they're going to do with Lana is have her create herself her own character, but still she can always go back to Rusev. And I think the bigger question is when Rusev comes back, what type of stable will they have together as a hub, husband and wife? Or uh, would it be like two separate characters just on the same show? Um, I really admire the work that Lana has done. And even the work that uh, Lana has done, even though it's a long way away, it's definitely further than what we've seen with Eva Marie. And that match she had at the pay-per-view at Money in the Bank was not terrible. You saw she was no. green, but it was not terrible. And I think in, in what SmackDown was, Naomi needed to have that dominant win as a champion so you could retake her seriously again and have that long title reign. So I'm, I'm not mad with the book of Milana from right now, but what you're doing is make sure you build her in the future and maybe get her a win over somebody like a Becky Lynch. Maybe Tamina. get her a win. <laughs> I, I don't want to use Tamina because we just used her. Or maybe get a win over somebody like a Natalia. You know, some, something that can happen where, okay, we're going to take Lana seriously now because I will say her entrance with her music, I really enjoy. And I'm not meaning that in the in attraction. I, it works for her. But this is what I don't understand, though. Uh, she came in as this, like, uh, the, the press secretary for Rusev and, yep. um, and all that good stuff. Why do we – are we supposed to really believe that under that um, well-fitting uh, business suit and pants and – you know, cold and icy uh, demeanor is a freaking ballroom dancer. Well, if you, I mean, if you're just maximizing her potential, but who would have thought Johnny Curtis would have turned into Fandango? I mean, that's, that's less of a stretch than, I mean, that would be like saying, you know, Sergeant Slaughter turned into, into Fandango. Okay, what about this? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of this, let's take it back to the Attitude Era. Just what you oh, said about the business suit and everything. What if Ivory had her gimmick that turned into what Lana's doing now? Would that would you be sold on that? No. It wouldn't <laughs> make any sense. But what if Ivory was good at it? Because she's actually a good wrestler. And that's what's gonna that's what's gonna get her over. But it's yeah, just, Ivory it was a heel most of the time. She joined right to censor and all that good stuff. But then what if she <laughs> went away from six months? Right. Yeah, what if she went away for six months? And then came back as like a Caribbean, you know, tropical dancer. Like, no, it doesn't make sense. Why is Aubrey and Savio Vega surrounding <laughs> around the damn ring? It doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, but when Luna decided yes. that she wanted to be in a bra and panties match, I was complete, completely convinced that she could have pulled it off. So the abstracts can happen mm. from anywhere. It really can. But, but it still comes back to the wrestling, though. And the difference between the reason why Eva Marie was genuinely hated versus Lana, who may be booed, is the fact that Eva Marie can't wrestle. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's just straight up what it is. We're not booing her out of the building because she's this nuclear. She's not the Iron Sheik. <laughs> yeah, she, she man, can't wrestle. Eva Marie Selling was on an all time, like, yeah. You know she what's... literally forgot to kick out. You know what's so funny? I saw a video today on Facebook of uh, Hulk Hogan versus uh, Shawn Michaels. I forgot all about this. And Shawn Michaels, how he, sell, how he uh, sold every single thing Hulk Hogan did, like, exaggerated everything to the fullest. 
So but even Marie was like one punch man. <laughs> yeah. When she kicked out the, the her and Bailey match absolutely might be I'm gonna have to watch that again. I need to you Yeah, guys. no, I mean it was it was great from a like a, from an overall spectacle wrestling standpoint. But the the elephant of the room, the elephant of the room who's still sitting over there reading the <laughs> newspaper, sipping his tea, going, Yeah, I know she can't wrestle, right? <laughs> because they're not booing her because she uses massive heel. And nobody wants to throw batteries at her because, like, I can't stand what she stands for. She literally can't wrestle. Like, and then she went away for like a year and a half, and then she came back with Brian Kendrick's um, you know, finisher or whatever. And it's like, yeah. oh, She's gonna do that one move that she knows. Even she can't even hit it. And the that fans correctly. were like, no. Yeah, she couldn't hit it correctly. The fans were like, no, thank you. Get out of my gym. You suck. No, nonetheless, the ballroom, the, the ballroom thing for, for Lana, I'm I'm not completely sold. I mean, the gear, I'm not totally sold on. I mean, I guess it, it's different. It fits. So I, I'm a I don't know. Give I'm gonna have to give her some time, but as of right now, I do not know where she goes because I mean, from even with her trash talking, she definitely didn't back it up. She doesn't have the right to come out and demand anything now. Here go two. Chances. I was almost to the point where I thought she was going to enter the Money in the Bank ladder match. That's what I thought after that defeat by Naomi. I mean, Naomi cleaned her up. All right, two so. chains. Here's a question that you can answer with Lana: If you DVR SmackDown, would you fast forward through her? What the match? No, just through her. If Lana's on, would you say, "Oh, let me see what's going on. Let me fast forward through that." Every single. No, time. I don't know. But I don't care about you tomorrow. I want to hear from Two Chains. What would Two I mean, Chains do? From from our candy standpoint, I mean, yeah. But from the fact of her watching the match, I'm on, I don't even have to fast forward. I guarantee she won't. She wouldn't make the Hulu cut. <laughs> what do you What do you mean from eye candy standpoint? When we've already seen all the candy on the internet already. <laughs> 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 I'm 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 really gonna have to change the topic on that one. I have no comeback for that one. <laughs> not not at all. Anybody got anything to say? <laughs> nope, no, nope. Unless she right. pulls a, you know, wrestling out of her hat, she serves no purpose. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Randy Orton comes out to the ring. Um, he actually he actually did cut a really good promo. I mean <clears throat> I don't feel like he was legend killer as Randy Orton, but he was he was he was dangling around that part. But um, nonetheless, he demanded that he got a rematch with um, the modern day Maharaja, Jinder, Jinder Mahal. Mahal. And nonetheless, he got he got his wish. I mean, they said that Chamber Man said he's never seen Randy Orton this series, and you know, family and blah 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 blah. I thought it was a good segment all the way around. Nonetheless, Jinder Mahal comes out. He pays homage to the great Kali and, and said that if we're going to have this match, the he gets to pick the stipulation, and the stipulation is to bring back, which was the heavenly rumor, to Pujambi, Pujabi prison match. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people were both ways with this. I'm not, I, I didn't get a good sense of if people were like acceptable of this, thinking they could be pulled off. I mean, we got better athletes in it this time. I mean, it was Batista and it was Batista and um, the great Kali, great Kali before, but Randy Orton and Jenny Mahal, better athletes in my eyes. Um, nonetheless, do you think that this, this match, which is going to be at the WWE Great Balls of Fire pay review? No, 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 Battleground. Oh, Battleground, my bad, my bad. Do you think that 
this match is going to be booked correctly. And what I mean by that is that we already seen what Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt did with the House of Horrors match and did not get a good reception. Will this be different? Will it be this? I mean, will it, will it get the same reception? Will it be different? I mean, what, what, do, what do you guys think about this? I'm hopeful because I'm be all in on gender. I'm hopeful because I'm all in on gender. And I, and I want him to have a big success in this match because I want him to have that medium length reign. That that summer rain, even if he loses at SummerSlam or or, or September, I, I want him to make sure that he dominates and proves people wrong or why he should be a champion. Because I've been very pleased at seeing him as your SmackDown WWE champion. I, I would love to see Jinder uh, take it all the way to belt to Survivor Series, where he eventually sets up a program with um, AJ Styles. Okay, I like Ooh. that. I, I okay. like that call. But as far as this match is uh, this goes, I, I do think that with the better um, uh, a better worked match, because unfortunately, Kali um, not the best technical wrestler ever, and um, neither was Batista. Um, both of them fine for what they did, but yeah, this the first match was not very good. Um, so could they bring it back if if it were? Yeah, they absolutely could, and they could do better. So uh, good luck to them. I hope they do well. Yeah. I hope they do well too. Oh no, really. I think this is I was flabbergasted when I saw oh Punjabi prison match. Why do you this match? I don't want to see this. I mean maybe it'll be a yeah. good match. Yeah, but I mean everyone knows gender's gonna maintain and move on to a another no. Well, unfortunately, I think that um, if I'm not mistaken, if you watch SmackDown, um, it was Gender who set the match up. Uh huh. I don't understand logistically why he would put himself in a cage when that should effectively um, nullify the Singh brothers from outside interference. Yeah. I mean, so trying to prove a point. I. I and, I, and also in a match where you're the champion, uh, wouldn't you want a match where you don't, you know, you could win, uh, you still could lose but retain the belt? So that's not a thing either. It doesn't make any sense to me. Look, it doesn't matter. But you, you, know, know, but what? you know what, though? You want to go, go ahead. Matter? Because I'm going to have a new candidate for my Cena Monster Files in a little bit. Oh, dear. <laughs> Ooh, what? Blow the dust off of that one. <laughs> Name is Jinder Mahal. You, you, you know what, though? <laughs> I honestly think that Jinder Mahal is not, uh, what would you call it? Like, uh, not a champion like how Seth Rollins was. It's a weaseling champ, just trying to escape to win matches and stuff like that. I think he's really trying to, like, win and prove himself over pride, which makes his gimmick all more realistic because people hate him for doing the American thing, which is why he says he has to... You don't like me because I holler, blah, blah, blah. Him. Exactly. But the like Singh Brothers, too, you know. Right. But, I mean, like, the Singh Brothers is there, you know, because they are his his backup. But I think he legitimately wants to prove that he could beat Randy Orton straight up. And, I mean, he kind of said that, you know, this this match pays back to his, to his heritage. Mm. So that's why I pick it. So, I mean, like. And in fact, he's not right. just only putting the the belt on the line. He's actually putting, you know, 
uh, his uh, um, his dignity, his ego, his and what he believes in. All in all, I think it's a good story. I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's pretty hard to not be a gender mall fan for real. Hey, look. I th- hold on. I always wanted to say this. I think it's hilarious how big Jinder Mahal is and how little the same brothers are. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I really did. That's my backup. You're bigger than them. <laughs> to this day, we will never forget the moment when the Singh brothers got uh, tossed over, uh, tossed over the announce table by Randy Orton. They they might as well be little boys for how they've been treated. And being next to Jenna Mahal really makes them look really small. How that's any different than Dalton Castle with his boys or how Triple H or Seth Rollins was with and um, Joey Mercury. Hey, I th- what about the Edge Hands with Edge? Exactly. I thought that was funny too. Right. No, I mean, I, th- I think it's fine. I think gender is actually fine. Um, and I think that it's really good. It's great. It's abs- It couldn't have worked out better for WWE, uh, the way this is going. You know, he's getting the love internationally. Uh, they went nuts in Vancouver when he came out um, because he's from uh, Calgary, I believe. Yep, he is. So, he is. so yeah, I mean, good on him. You know, that's, that, it's great. I think logistically, <laughs> a cage match doesn't make much sense, though. <laughs> so, so, so that it comes back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, to that point you just brought up, though, I mean, do you think that the WWE had any idea how big of a star he's he was going to become? I mean, Absolutely yes, we, not. We, not at all. We always talked about their focus on India, but did they actually think by any means that they was going to get split crowds and obviously huge pops at house shows? I mean, you even got every single caliber of of superstars backstage giving him credit. He has not failed a drug test yet either. So and that and even that hush has has went away. So is he legitly, you know, proving it in the ring, proving it outside the ring? Is he doing all the right stuff right now? Absolutely, and it and it shows so that if WWE gets people a chance, <laughs> Cody Rose, <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, that they can be great <laughs> at what they do. I'm just saying, and, and it's the proof of Mr. Kennedy and great in the same sentence. He is great. He just got hurt at the wrong time. He was your money in the bank from WrestleMania 23, and he was going to be the illegitimate child that was going to be the one of the greatest stories of WWE history. Do not fake on Mr. Kennedy. He is a world champion, two-time world champion. Yeah, I don't think I ever been a podcast as I'm breaking Mr. Kennedy yet. I don't think I've don't ever care. heard any podcast reference Mr. Kennedy. Ever. <laughs> it's okay. I will do the referencing for Mr. Ken Kennedy Anderson. <laughs> oh my goodness! You made me lose my whole train of thought. I'm, I'm sorry. Dang, I forgot what I was about to say. Somebody help me out here, because this Mr. Kennedy talk got me razzled. Gender Mahal, as, as it should, because we're talking about Mr. Kennedy in 2017. Yes, but, okay, but so back, back to, to <laughs> back to gender. Gender is fine. Take take the one to put it to zero. We'll be all the way talking about Mr. Kennedy on every single podcast. I'm telling you. To oh, no. to. To those that's uh, constantly reading the uh, reading the rumor sheets and everything, who did Jinder Mahal pin at a live show this week? Seth freaking Rollins. Yes. What do you guys think of that? Matter of fact, what do you guys think of Steph Rollins being the one to step up to take that match anyway? That's great. There's a house show. Who cares? It's that's a, the house show. It's glorified practice. 
No, 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 no. I, yeah, I get it's a house show, but I mean, Seth Rollins didn't have to step up to take the match. Seth, Seth Rollins basically said that he wanted the match. Seth Rollins doesn't have really anything to do right now. Right. I mean, well, that's like saying, like, even, oh, yeah, guess what? I made a half-court shot. <laughs> they're, not, they're not on the same brand. So, technically, he didn't have to take that match. But that's great for him. He's showing that he wants to build other superstars because it, 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 it's, it's just overall great. I like it. Yeah, no, I, I no. It just tells me that when when somebody of Seth Rollins' character car, caliber, who could be considered the best wrestler in WWE, to say I will work a match with Jinder Mahal, that says a lot to me. Yeah, I think he was. Just I, think it, I think yeah, it was, it's on a house show, so it's like saying, "Hey, remember when I kicked that sixty-five yard field goal in pregame warmups?" <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> I, mean, I, get, I get your point because it, it's not exist it, because it happened on a house show. It doesn't exist, but I mean, like again. They're not touring technically together. So he didn't technically have to take that match. I he mean, Rusev, Rusev could have took that match for all, for all it will be because he was there. I mean, he's not wrestling on Mondays either. He's just looking up a screen every week. Uh, yeah. But, but let's, I mean, so I, I don't think I'll make too much of it. Maybe it is practice for like a um, um, in a, in a promotional show, like when they do, um, you know, Raw to go like was wasn't Lesnar on a SmackDown uh, show recently at Mass Square Garden? I you know I think you know their schedules work out. Stuff happens like that. I wouldn't read too much into it. Agree. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just hope you know if we able to get another match. Well, a well, what's the word I'm looking for? A match with some importance between the two of them, like their NST match. I mean, I'm looking forward to it all the way. Um, moving on to the next thing. So, Jim Ross and Leader has been announced to be the announcers for the Man Young Classic. Did WWE get this one right? Nope. No. I agree. All knows. All knows. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to, to keep this topic relatively short, let's just hear some replacements. Or who would you like? Who, who would have been your duo trio, which, who you would have had? Renee Young and Sarah Del Rey. I agree. I, I couldn't think of anybody when you just put it out like that of your play-by-play being Renee Young and Sarah Del Rey. Yeah, I, I agree. I like that. Because Renee Young was pretty decent at uh, commentary for NXT when she did it. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, I've heard her on commentary in the indies. And uh, you definitely, she definitely knows her stuff. So... Sure, but I, I'm not saying that Jim Ross can't do it because he's like he's a guy and it's a women's tournament, whatever. It is one thing, but it is kind of like, um, why, you know? Right. Why did you? Um, you, you? It's the same thing with James Ellsworth, you know. You're you're setting up this woman's history and all this good stuff, and you have James Ellsworth does what he does. Got gotcha. so. you. Gotcha. Who else? Who else you got? I'm fine with. Uh, I'm fine with uh, Jim Ross. Being there, um, Jim Ross equals automatic legitimacy, right? So I think he that was the perfect pick. Uh, I would definitely replace Lita though uh, with Renee Young. I like the Renee Young pick, and you know Lita, Lita's kind of a terrible speaker. She is, uh, <laughs> she is. kind I mean, of. <laughs> you, you guys have seen her if you happen to ever check out like the the kickoff shows and the occasional times where she's done like interviews on Raw and stuff. Uh, it's kind of hard to watch. And so I'm not looking forward to having her at all um, on a commentary mic for this whole tournament. I think Renee would be a much better choice. 
but Renee would be the commentary and uh, Lita would be the color analyst. So you would want to replace Lita. I don't think that matters. She's, she's a terrible speaker either way. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. She's, she's absolutely garbage. But I do think that who would, you would want to replace her with another wrestler and, and Renee Young would not be that person. D-Mail, what about you? Roman Reigns. <laughs> I mean, personally, I would, I would want to for the for this tournament. I would want to uh, all women's commentary. Yeah, so I would, I would agree with uh, Sarah Delray and Renee. Because I mean, even though Jim Ross, he breaks that. Oh yes, Jim Ross, I'm one of the best. Uh, commentary in in WWE history. Well, okay, that's good and fine, but I mean, you're doing something for women. Why not have women do commentary for it? Yep, to Jamal point, definitely. Um, for me, I would have went with uh, Beth Phoenix if I would have did two mm. women. I would have went with Beth Phoenix, and I think and you. I I know this is not going to be a popular statement. But I think Beth Phoenix and Paige would have made a good combination. Um, I can see to carry that. this. Paige, I think, showed glimpse of being able to call matches, sort of say, or commentary on tough, on enough. tough enough. Yep, yes. absolutely. I mean, she's still contracted. Uh, bring her back. Let her do something. She's. I mean, yes, yeah, she hurt. She's rehabbing, but let her do something. And um, no matter what's happening outside of WWE, because it's. You know, it's whatever. Too soon. Um, overall, no, I don't think it's too soon. I think that I think we're way past this now. I mean, look, look, I got, I even got to back. This, I can back this up. She hasn't even been released from Total Divas. Nope. Whereas, uh, even Marie has, <laughs> who hasn't even officially been released from WWE. So, um, I think Paige could have worked there. Uh, if I could have did a, a one and a two, I probably would have went with uh. Renee Young and um, Corey Graves. But nonetheless, I do agree with Jamal's point. I think if it's a women's event, I mean, let women, let let the women, let some of the, the legends or current wrestlers, whoever, let somebody, let let the women have their moment in this. Um, even Sasha is a, a sort of say attractive person that could have worked this as well, too. But um, I mean, because look, it's only going to take, what, two days out of their, it's going to take one or two days out of their touring and uh, one other day later on in the year. So, uh, on it, on this note about the main young, real quick, Jamal, I read some stuff a little bit of different on uh, from what we originally said about how this is going to be released. Yeah, apparently it's going to be it's all going to be shot in um, uh, two days, and that's is July thirteenth or fourteenth, I believe. But they're going to release four episodes at a time in uh, in August. Um, I don't have the exact dates in front of me, but they're going to release four episodes at a time in August. And another four in September, and I think the finals are going to be in October, live after SmackDown. From okay. Vegas. Yep. 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 All right. So for our last comment before we get to uh, rundown of the news and do we care segment, um, so New Japan is um, getting ready to do the G1 climax, which is going to be in um, Long Beach. It's going to be. Long Beach, Florida, California, um, California. Sorry, 
And um, not only will this be live on Access TV, which <laughs> which I didn't know everybody didn't have because I thought it was just a regular channel, but I have it. Um, New Japan, the New Japan English site is up. Um, and they're just going to a lot of momentum, especially with some of the work that some of the New Japan talent is doing with uh, ROH as well. But um, whatever it may be, I just posed this question. This is going to be a really loosely uh, answered question or, you know, to whatever anyone believes are do y'all think that new japan is officially ready to start taking over the u.s market nope is this officially the right time are they well equipped can they do it yes and no no d-man let's start with you all right fact, no i want to say yes and no i think yes because of the talent and skill set of the wrestlers and i think that as Pure wrestling fans would want to see that. No, because again, even though we have English speaking wrestlers over there, we still have the Japanese wrestlers over there as well. So you have it's that language barrier that we have to get over. Because even we even with Nakamura, he has his accent is so strong that it's just like. Talking just that a little bit. So I'm trying try to figure out how that will work out over here. What about you, Doc? Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. What did you say, Two Chains? I was going to say, what about you, Doc? Um, well, I mean, I think, I don't think New Japan is ready to take over anything just yet. Not that they don't have the talent, but if you're going to take over any market in the U.S., you need, I think, a much bigger financial backing and TV yep. um, outlet than what they currently have. Um, could they potentially do it in the future? I don't see why not. Um, people are always looking for an alternative to WWE. Um, and, you know, if WWE keeps having more LeVar Ball segments, then I see there's a potential <laughs> uh, for a promotion like New Japan to say, hey, Let's let's uh, try something different here. People might flock to them. So um, they're not ready, but potentially somewhere down the road, I think they could, you know, do do something significant. And so he says, "Hold on, guys. I'm sorry. Did you call me up too, James? Yeah, I, I okay, tuned you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a phone call. Hold on, hold on one second. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm recording live. Uh, I'll open the door for you. Sorry, I have to do some <laughs> transparency. Um, <laughs> so, but but to answer your question, it, this one is kind of hard for me. I, I would love to see New Japan or somebody to compete against WWE, but at this state in time, at least where we are financially, and, and, and Dr. M kind of alluded to that, it's only going to be one major league. And that major league is going to be WWE. And I think they're going to just dominate that product because they're just so far advanced on what the Monday Night Wars was, you know, back in the late 90s, that nobody else can compete with that. And in order to compete with that, you need to have the financial backing and what everybody already said, the English-speaking capabilities and some marketability where you can make sure people are going to want to tune in your product day in and day out. TNA came close, failed. ROH tried to come close, failed. And, and I just see New Japan right now only doing the same thing that those two companies have done and, and just staying like that. With the Access TV, I think that's great, but it's still not a market where a lot of people has. I think even uh, Jamal said off-air that it's only 30% of households in the U.S. have that channel. 
and it's just still not enough. And it, it, what the world is, as wrestling community fans and always can see stuff on YouTube or on the internet, I think that's where it needs to stay and enhance. Use that market of your international internet or your national internet, what you want to use as your streaming, and, and blow up that way. All right. It and, would yeah, be interesting to see if that happens. Um, the, the short answer is no. They're not ready right now to go head-to-head with WWE. No one is, ever. They are physically uh, the biggest wrestling promotion in the entire world. There's no one bigger than them on the planet. They are the Walmart of wrestling. Can they compete with WWE? I say, honestly, they don't have to. They, um, with, with What I would like to see is them just be an alternative. Uh, same thing with Ring of Honor. Same thing with uh, TNA. Don't be WWE. Just be yourself and be the alternative. Whether the kid people come or they don't come, is you know something that you have to figure out later, but you cannot go head to head as a um, you know direct thing of uh, competition to WWE. It's not going to work out too well. But what? Yeah, they absolutely need. They need tell. They need content. Not everybody gets access TV. Um, a lot of people do, but not everybody. That's number one. Number two. They need uh, content in English, and they don't produce a lot of shows in Japan. They only run shows on TV over there once a month, and I think they have like a one-hour weekly television show that recaps everything. So a New Japan world isn't user-friendly if you don't speak Japanese. So they need to fix all of those things and then bring shows that come on at a decent hour in the U.S. because that time difference I mean, here on the East Coast, rest of the uh, New Japan show started by four in the morning. So, and then late, it's um, three in the morning in the wintertime because of the time we fall back. So all of those things would need to be taken into account before they even think about putting something else on Monday night. And I think that um, with, the, with their YouTube page that they don't really have, with their English website that they don't really use, um, Selling Out Long Beach is a good show. But can, could they sell out the Alamo Dome? No, I don't. I don't think so. Not at all. And I think that if you're not ready to compete on that level, where you can sell out the Alamo Dome, where people in England are begging you to come to Wembley, sell out Wembley Stadium, where tickets don't go in hours, they go in minutes. No matter how bad you think WWE is, you have to respect the fact that shows, the biggest shows, sell out. You need to if you're not don't have SummerSlam tickets by now. Good luck on StubHub because it may not work out for you. <laughs> and and we all know that it's going to be whatever it's going to be. But New Japan isn't there in, in the U.S. More importantly, they're not there in the U.S., Canada, or England. So I hope that um, it goes well. I would love to see them set up like an actual base camp in Hawaii um, so that the time difference and the logistics work out a little bit better. It's halfway between Japan and Los Angeles. But just because they're in Los Angeles doesn't really mean much to me if I got to fly six hours just to see them live. So I might as well go to a PWG show then. And they should be bigger than that if they're trying to compete with WWE. Right. So I, I, I think, hope it works out. And I think it will work out. But then they're, they're, no, they're just getting started. I think my only thing to add to this for real is that um, I think that 
in order for you to be successful in the U.S. market, you have to cater to all fans. And I think New Japan is absolutely, excuse me, a phenomenal wrestling brand. You get really good quality wrestling, but lack the of entertainment, which the entertainment side is more directly. I disagree um, wholeheartedly with that. What do you mean? I, I think that New Japan, it, it, it's not up to, there's a difference between sports and sports entertainment. New Japan is presenting wrestling as a sport with their backstage yeah. interviews and their yeah. MMA style um, production and stuff like that. Um, yeah. if, you're, if So if people are going to look at New Japan Pro Wrestling and they're going to go into the Long Beach Civic Center uh, this weekend and they're going to go, where's Flowrider? Where's, where's uh, the Ball family? You know, how come there's not inflatable tube men everywhere? Where are the fireworks? Well. If you watch Wrestle Kingdom... And you were up at seven in the morning before Omega versus Okada. And you were hyped. And you went, well, damn, I thought Pitbull was supposed to be on the show. <laughs> then you're not watching I, the same thing. Right. But uh, I mean, but my point is that, yeah, to the wrestling, to the to the fans who want to watch quality wrestling, really high caliber wrestling, from start to finish, New Japan is definitely your go-to. But they need the entertainment side in order to reach the kids. In America, the kids that the parents are going to say, I don't even know what this is you want to go see so bad, but I'll go take you to go see it. I feel like the fact that, you know, New Japan doing partnerships with Tekken helps to bring that uh, those casual fans in, the, the gamers. But that's why WWE is so good, because WWE has toys marketed for girls, for boys, all ages, that's, all types that's of all fans. That's great in the business. Right. That's, that's, all, that's all great in the business. The problem is, is that their wrestling, uh, their, the actual thing that we want to see from them, has suffered in the process. But that's the problem. That's, that's what you're wrong. It's not what, when you say we want to it see. It No, when you say we want to see, no, you're right. I get it. If you want to go, make sure you see some, like, you're not going to ever see a WWE pay-per-view when it was good matches after good match after good match after good match. New Japan, you will get that. And, and, a, and, a, and definitely in a climatic state where you get match better, 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 better. But WWE just happens to give you the gimmicks, matches, the, the flow rider segments and all that other stuff. And not that I want to see it, but the kids too want to see this. Like everything has to be for the kids though. No, but the, the kids is what sells. I mean, like honestly at the He's Alamo right. Dome. He's right. The little, the, the matter of fact, WrestleMania, the little kid next to me was like, Hey, they got belts. So their parents was like, "Can they see him? Cool. They come back. Two money in the money in the bank briefcases and all this other stuff, strictly because of what we had. And those parents didn't care nothing about wrestling that day because they were on their phone and all they wanted to do was take pictures for their kids with the belts or or just of themselves. So right, they but they you can't." You you can't guarantee that everything's going to work out for the kids. What you need to do is build a base. And your base is 18 to 35 year old male or females, probably mostly males. Once they tell their friends and tell the, and then they get older and have their kids, then they'll go and, and bring their kids. But I don't, I don't think that we have to <clears throat> make keep everything PG. I honestly think that New Japan, if they're serious, they should need to be on Fox Sports or ESPN. Oh, FS1, they don't need a FS1 will be you have they, man that will be that'll be monumental if they're able to do something like that. They need to be on a major network 
that uh, that ninety percent of the country will see. They need to be on a major network that has uh, terrestrial airway ties too, because WWE, you know, which is uh, distributed by NBC, will occasionally put on WrestleMania um, yeah. on NBC or yep. Saturday Night Saturday Night Main Event or Tribute to the Troops. Yep, yep. Um, on NBC, Fox or whatever or ABC, I don't care. But you know, if they need to be on a on a sports network. I don't know what Access TV was, and I'm just now looking it up. Apparently, it used to be an, another channel, and then it changed into that. The <laughs> idea is, the idea is, don't you cannot compete head to head with WWE. Yeah, well, I, you, you cannot. Just so I can get off, just so we can get off this topic, so we can uh, get ready to start closing up the show. I will say the one thing that they are doing right right now is um, Cody Rhodes being in the main event picture. He's a big star. He's a big name. And I think that does help um, help to bring the fans who may not know the Japanese, uh, what would I say, the, 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 the Japanese-born talent. Um, may, not, may not be familiar with them, but may be familiar with Cody Rhodes to be a little bit intrigued to say, like, oh, who's this guy he must be facing since the other guy has the belt, you know. I mean, obviously, Okada's a huge star. Yep. But... Cody Rhodes is as big as the stars they come in wrestling. Off the pedigree of his name and all. And, you know, with him just winning the ROH belt, I mean, the whole wrestling world made comments about it. So the fact that he's going against uh, facing Okada for the uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship, I mean, there has to be some intrigue with that as well, too. So I think that's a good, I think that's a good start to get some intrigue overlooking to him, especially being on um, American soil. But anyway, uh, Jamal. Okay, so um, there's some, some quick news uh, before we get out of here. Um, down in uh, dear old Mexico, uh, Penta L0M, also known as Pentagon Jr., was robbed at gunpoint by three masked men on motorcycles this morning. Um, he was in an Uber on his way to the airport. He needed to be in Seattle for Defy Wrestling this weekend. And uh, three guys took his wallet, keys, cell phone, backpack, which has contained his mask and his ring gear. Um, and he couldn't leave the country because he was robbed and they stole his passport. Went well, to the airport anyway. Mexicans said, uh, no, nah, no, it's not going to happen for you. So that's um, really, really, really unfortunate that that happened. So uh, if you're on eBay, look out for it because you know that's going to be going down soon. <laughs> Um, the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match was a thing that, def- that definitely happened this Tuesday. And um, they were backstage at SmackDown Live in San Diego, there was a big uh, reunion picture that went around the internet. Um, Victoria wanted to be in that picture, but WWE management did not let her into the building. So that's kind of interesting, considering that she was rumored to make a return after rumored to make a return. Um, several times in the past, you know, six months. So I know with that. So I know with that. My wife is out in LA working the BET Awards, and I forgot what restaurant she said she was in, but I actually saw Victoria there, and it was around the time that Raw was going on, and a lot of fans were coming up to there asking for pictures and asking for autographs. Um, so it's just very interesting how. I don't know if she lives in LA now, but it's just very interesting how, like you said, she's trying to make those rumbles to get back in. But I would not be surprised if she eventually comes back to WWE for a small time legends fee or something not fee, but a legends appearance yeah. or something like that. But it, well, it could happen. The May Young Classic could have been a a good 
That would have been a good surprise. Yeah. There's still room for that surprise, you know. So hopefully that does happen. Um, yeah, also, building. Jeez. <laughs> also in uh, SmackDown Live news, uh, good news for Tyson Kidd. Um, good. Okay. He's out of the house and he's and he's going back to work. He is a SmackDown Live producer. Um, again is a small miracle because he basically yep. has the same injury that Christopher Reeve had. But um, uh, he's going to be backstage doing things, and uh, Natalia and him can still do some Total Diva stuff as they'll both be on SmackDown together. That's awesome. good. That's great news. Great news. And I feel bad that just, a, I'm sorry, just another tidbit that he got hurt off the muscle buster. And I think Samoa Joe is one of the safest workers that you would ever have in this business. And the fact that he got hurt from that, uh, even though it was, it was, uh, uh, it brought on by previous neck injuries in his career, but still just very fortunate, as you said. So great news on that. Yep. Um, obviously, Lonzo Ball and the Danian Ball, uh, LeVar Ball, <laughs> all the balls. Uh, there was just a ton of balls in the ring at the um, uh, Raw this past Monday. And um, so some choice words were used by uh, young uh, LaMelo Ball that, you know, shouldn't really be said ever by anyone. Now, in general, uh, WWE put out an official statement saying that, quote, the inappropriate language used by a guest during this TV was not scripted nor reflects WWE values. Sure, it doesn't. But other wrestlers, uh, such as Curtis Axel, um, Braun Strowman, uh, they all took, you know, offense, not necessarily offense, but they, they definitely weren't pleased with the, um, the segment yep. because that was the time that and they didn't have so that was um, a bit unfortunate but Braun Strowman said I wanted to stomp him out <laughs> myself so <laughs> David Otunga says um, TMZ caught up with him on the um, set of whatever movie he's working on the Marine 6 Detroit I guess I don't know what's going on with him <laughs> but um <laughs> Coming to a theater near you in August. I feel like coming to a barbershop near you. <laughs> I feel like we have disrespected Detroit the last four shows at least. <laughs> I I was just there. I love Detroit. But what about Patterson, New Jersey, though? Hey man, we love that no. place. No, we don't. We love that place. <laughs> we don't. We do not. Um David Otunga said uh to TMD Sports that he is begging this man to bring LeVar Ball back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he told him that he wants LeVar Ball to come back and he wants to do a segment with him. He will actually leave the set of the Marine 6 Detroit um, and to come back to WWE to do a segment with him. Uh, I guess the question is, why would we ever need to see David Otungo on TV? As long as who he has that lawyer gimmick. True. But who do, you think is, who do you think is worse, though? Who comes out worse on this, David Otungo or LeVar Ball? Push. They oh, both oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, fair loses fans there. Um, and the last thing, if you haven't seen it, if you, you haven't listened to it, it's an hour. It's absolutely insane. But Scott Steiner did a live Q&A with Wrestling Press yesterday um, and, and hyping up Impact Wrestling anniversary in Orlando. <laughs> so... He was asked about the thought of um, what he thinks about the current state of wrestling business. And he said, quote, the first few changes they need to get rid of is Stephanie McMahon and Hunter McMahon. Uh, because they're two idiots. 
because they're two idiots running the whole place up there. I mean, it's like, feel sorry for the wrestlers up there. They got to follow the instructions. It's these two idiots who clearly don't know what they're doing. And he said, speaking about Triple H, people don't want to watch it because the ratings are down. That's why I call Hunter McMahon is because she obviously wears the pants. He's ballless walking around human being. (laughs) There's the word ball again. I know I'm going to name this episode today. Um, There's a lot of hate in that statement. Great, <laughs> great balls of fire. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> we don't have to. Uh, so I'm right for that. You're I'm right. <laughs> so the the questions were asked about him potentially joining the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, come <And> on. <laughs> Never. <laughs> and he said, he said no. Um, Vince get paid, you know, to put on the show. Yeah, will pay me. The show program. I mean, you know. I ain't doing that for free. He doesn't do anything for free. If he wants, you know, I'll go if the price is right. <laughs> but then he but then he said mostly about the Hall of Fame is that it doesn't actually exist. It's kind of a joke. Um, and, he, and he said, well, you know, how they have statues in the Hall of Fame of the bust of different wrestlers. And he says, and I quote, have you seen that statue of the Macho Man? That's never going to leave Stephanie, uh, Stephanie's bedroom. So, you know, you ain't never going to see that in the Hall of Fame. Hey, dog. <laughs> what? Yep. So if you if you haven't heard, start Scott Steiner. Just look it up on the internet. It's there for you. It's an hour. It's uh, highly entertaining. Was he in touch? So let's move on. <laughs> the do we care? Um, I think he was intoxicated. I think so too. Um, and if you ha- if you're in, I want to say Florida. Uh, do stop by the Shoney's that Scott Steiner owns. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I can't wait to go. They still exist? Yeah, he owns like three of them. So I'll be down there. Um, Baron Corrin bought a new house. Do we care? Yes. And what? Absolutely not. <laughs> of course you don't, Dr. M. <laughs> yeah, Baron Corrin what? He bought a new house. Oh. I don't care. Okay. Two changes on you, bro. I'm sorry. I was looking at the Scott Steiner stuff, and I'm looking at it, and it's five parts to the. Oh yeah, I see why. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, um, Corbin Thomas, do we care? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. we care. Okay. Why do y'all so, care? Because <laughs> he bought a house, and he's a Money in the Bank champion, and he deleted Doctor M. Well, and apparently the house belonged to the Big Show, and so. For some reason, WWE oh. felt, the need, to, felt the need to publish a story about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what was interesting, though, is that the house that Big Show bought it from, he bought it from The Undertaker. So just all yeah. these big men are buying this house, huh? <laughs> right. So I'm sure it has a really high cabinet. Nice ceilings. Yeah. Easy work. Nice easy ceilings. work by that uh, realtor. Right. So, uh, so that's that's a, a thing that people. Needed to care about today. Um, let's move on here. Um, who am I looking at? Oh, Jerry Lawler uh, revealed how much he made in his WrestleMania 27 match oh. against Michael Cole. Yes, I do. Yes. Z. Yes. How much did so, he make? So $130,000. Wow. It says it was the single wow. biggest payday as a wrestler. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's man, that that is wild. Are you kidding me? And that match was that, terrible. 
Can anybody? Okay, guys, okay, guys we need to get into WWE somehow. Right. You've been saying <laughs> that for years, Doctor M, but you're totally <laughs> right about this one, man. Yep. I have, I have his illustrious career, and he's wrestled for 50 years. The biggest paycheck he's ever had was was match with Michael Cole. Wow. Impact uh, and Global Force has officially joined together. But to celebrate at anniversary this weekend, they're bringing a, um, a pretty big star. Do we care? No. no. Yes. No. Well, you got outvoted, so no, we don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's the star, though? Tell me, um, did, did you care? You don't care. <laughs> right. So, um... Now we have uh, last one, uh, Bobby Roode. He talks. He talked a little bit about um, you know his career, WWE, and how well it's working. He also gave who his dream match would be with uh, anyone dead and alive. Do we care? I care. Of course, yeah. you would care. Yeah. Yes. For, uh, let's say all four care. Okay. So he would love to get in the ring with Kurt Hennig, and. That totally makes sense. Yeah, that that would that would be a perfect match. No it pun would. intended. Uh, <laughs> it absolutely would. But he also said that he would love to have a match, match uh, wrestling match at WrestleMania with John Cena. I mm. I guess. I mean, Cena is the biggest guy in the company, and he's probably the only guy in the company that he really hasn't worked with. So. That that also makes sense too. So that that's it. Do we care this week? I'm I'm done. <laughs> well, and I, I, that got I got I got one more. Do we care? Oh, okay. Go ahead, man. The promo for the promos for John Cena's return says free agent. Do we care? Nope. Nope. You know what's nope. funny about this? It's like we don't care because we know it's John Cena and he's he was gonna always do what he wanted to do in the first place anyway. <laughs> so at some point, if he doesn't have the red belt and the black belt on him, I will be highly disappointed that he didn't reach his peak level of Super Saiyan Cena. <laughs> what is the thing? I mean, Cena's the biggest guy in the company. Ratings are consistently down. And we've covered that for like a month straight. The ratings are hitting, you know, historic lows for the year. So what are you going to do? But you put the biggest guy on TV, um, and puts put him everywhere. You know they'll have him yep, well. do a program for Raw for a month. Then he'll go back to SmackDown for a month, and then he'll go back to Raw for a month. And the next thing you know, it'll be Royal Rumble, and he'll win that too. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> so, no, I mean, but that's that's the thing. And unfortunately, they don't have a guy to replace him yet. They thought it was going to be Roman Reigns. It's not. At least not yet, and they thought that it was going to, you know, nobody else is really, you know, ready to be that John Cena guy. Um, and they don't, they don't really have that guy. So, I mean, straight up, if John Cena don't get his own total Cena show on E, like I'm, do, I'm just gonna be disappointed at this time. Like he, he just taking over everything. So, is you know what else is funny? How John Cena gets the WWE Network to promote. His show on Fox Network. Fox will not promote anything WWE related ever. Mm. How is that, that possible? 
Because because NBC distributes WWE programming. Why would they? But Fox, but Fox doesn't show anything WWE, but WWE promotes Fox's show because of John Cena. Right. Be- because be- because Cena. No, yeah. because guess who guess who co-produced the show? Who? Cena? WWE. I know that. No. Yeah, WWE <laughs> co-produces uh, True Grit or whatever American Grit or whatever. Grit's American Grit. I didn't know that. I know yeah. that. Oh. So oh, well. Yeah, I mean, like with a lot of those movies that are like, um, um, that movie Slight, for example. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I know. <clears throat> that's not something that would normally be a thing, but they co-produced it, so they yeah. want to put it out there. I just it, but that like, makes sense then. WWE didn't produce, didn't promote John Cena and uh, Trainwreck with Amy Schumer a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's true too. Nobody knew he was in that. Because they had nothing to do with it, so there's no money for them for that. And it wasn't spoke of. was in the, uh, what was that that dad movie? Neighbors. Yeah, he was, was, in, neighbors? he was in. He was in. Um, he was. He had a uh, a bit in Daddy's Home with Daddy's Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. But it was he. It wasn't like a major role. No. Um, yeah. he was in The Wall earlier this year, which I thought was pretty damn good. Um, yeah. and he was in Trainwreck. Definitely both bigger roles, and WWE didn't mention any of that. And you know that WWE loves the military, women wrestling in like some kind of pudding. And America, and they, <laughs> the wall at all. So, uh, and that came and went uh, just as quickly as it came. But so yeah, they produced uh, American Grip. So I know that new to me. But anywho, uh, this has been I feel like a long show, but I'm not even sure what time it is. We got started late today, but nonetheless, um, any closing remarks again from anybody before we roll out of here? Uh, happy have a happy 4th. Yeah, happy Canada Day. Um, July 1st, right? That's right. Right. Um, make sure I subscribe so, to the YouTube channel at uh, Big O Belt. On YouTube, click that bell so you can get, that no- get those notifications when we go live. I mean, seriously, like if you want to be in, the, um, in our live chat feed and uh, interact with us, get your comments uh, heard or read on the show and stuff like that. Only way you can do it is if you subscribe and know when we go live. I mean, yes, we try to target eight o'clock Eastern Standard Times, but we are humans and we do, uh, you know, have flaws or whatever to make us start late. Uh, CPT, but nonetheless, uh, racist. Uh, <laughs> we, we we do our thing. We'll have something out for Thursday. But anyway, for, for people listening to us, uh, for. For LaMelo Ball, LeVar Ball, Lonzo Ball, Crab Ball, Dr. Ball, Silly Ball. I, I want to be Monster Ball. Why do I have to be Silly Balls? <laughs> <laughs> and two balls. Uh, we'll, we'll, catch y'all. <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week.